You're listening to the Vintage Church Podcast. We exist to inspire people to live and love like Jesus. For more information, please visit our website at vintagechurch.net. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. Well, good morning, church. Amen. Some of y'all are still fellowshipping, so let fellowship with me for a minute. Good morning, church. Amen, man. It's good. Y'all rowdy today. I like it, huh? Stay that way throughout the service, even if I get boring. You promise? Okay, cool. Uh, Go to your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 is the uh, passage that we've been using to kind of launch out every week throughout this series. Um, While you're accessing that, however you're accessing God's Word, just want to tell you about a couple things. Um, Number one, my name is Matt, and I'm one of the pastors here at Vintage. If today is your first time worshiping with us, we are so glad that you're here. We realize you could be a lot of other places this morning, and the fact that you made the decision to come here, we're grateful. And we want to thank you for worshiping with us. Uh, We want to love on you and thank you for worshiping with us kind of personally. So if at some point throughout the morning, if you would, fill out that card uh, that's in your seat. We call it a response card. Just take some time. As you head out the room this morning, there'll be a couple of our host team volunteers with the baskets. Uh, You can also uh, give if you weren't in the room when we took up offering earlier, and you can drop your response card in that bucket and just let us know. We're not going to hassle you. We're not going to show up at your house. Uh, We just want to just say thank you, and somebody's going to just be here for you to answer any questions that you might have. Also, I want to ask you to do something. Uh, We have a team of 13 of us who are going to Haiti here in just a few months. The last week of April into the first half of the first week of May, we're going to be down uh, on a little island off the coast of Port-au-Prince called Laganov, and we're actually going to be helping kind of remodel, rebuild a church there on that island that was destroyed in the recent hurricanes. And so would you just commit to praying for our team. If you want in your prayer journal or whatever you use to track praying, prayer requests, just write Vintage Haiti 2017. Uh, And if you would like to know each team member, email me, matt at vintagechurch.net. Really simple. I'll send you their names if you want to pray for them by name as we prepare for an intense week of work. Also, that team's in the middle of raising some resources in order to go. And so if you'd like to know how you can support them, uh, a couple of the uh, people from that team will be under the uh, tent as you head out this morning. Stop by and, and just ask some questions about Haiti. And we take a team every other year and just commit to praying for us as we go down to serve the Lord. You with me? Say amen. Amen. Well, today we are finishing up a series that we've been calling Above and Beyond. And this series was born because this is something that God was challenging me to do. Um, I've told you every week I'm not a New Year's resolution person because I've made them and I never keep them and you don't either. Amen, somebody. Uh, And so, like, I just give up. I mean, you know, the best way not to fail at a resolution, don't make one. That's a good way. And so, but every year as as I kind of finish a year, and head into a new year, I just kind of ask God to give me a word or a phrase, something that he's challenging me as I move forward into a new year to, 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 to do or to, or to think about or, or ways he wants to move in my life. And I started reading this passage, the one that I asked you to turn to a moment ago, Ephesians chapter 3, uh, verses 14 through 20. And the words that God gave me were above and beyond. That the reality is God has beyond for us beyond what we've ever known, beyond what we've ever experienced. As much as you think you've gotten of God, can I tell you something? There's more. Like, there's more. What I've realized is the more I get to know God, the more I realize there is more of God to know. Like, there's always more. Like, there, beyond what I've experienced uh, for, for any of the past years of my life, that God always has more. There's a beyond for me, for my life, for my church, for my family, for you. But to experience that beyond, I'm challenged that I have to go above. There's things that I have to do in response to who he is in order to experience all that. 
And it was born in this passage of scripture from Ephesians chapter 3, where Paul writes this to the church at Ephesus. Ephesians 3, start with verse 14. He says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And like, that's what I want. To be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Like, I just want more of him. And, and I've been challenging you to want more of him. Like, don't get settled. Don't get satisfied. It's really easy to get complacent in our relationship with God, isn't it? It's really easy to get to this place where we think we've got it. And some of us, like, there's a lot of people, you want just enough God so you don't have to go to hell. Come on. Like, we, we, like I, I just don't want to go to hell. How much God do I need for that? And that's kind of how we approach it. And that's kind of how we think it. But I'm saying to go beyond just like this surface level relationship, to go beyond just this, this religious thing where we're just kind of checking a bunch of boxes and we're just kind of going through the motions. I'm talking about a desire to know God so deeply, so intimately, where you become just consumed by him. And that if that can happen, then you can experience what Paul talks about next because he says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, not just like a little bit more, not just, okay, imagine what you can think and go just a little bit above that, immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever, amen. Like, could this be the year that we get more, that we experience more? Now, I don't know what 2016 was like with you. There's some of you, like, you were ready to kiss 2016 goodbye because it was horrible. In the first service, I got, like, seven amens. I'm like, amen. <laughs> and there's some of you, like, 2016 was pretty good. But, but whatever, what, no matter what your 2016 is like, I can guarantee you this. If you'll do the things that we've been talking about, 2016 can be better. Uh, 2017 can be better than the year before it. Because I believe every day is a new day for God to do more in our lives, to unlock more, to experience more of him. But the reality is what we've been talking about is to go beyond, to experience beyond what we've ever experienced before. We have to be willing to go above. And I've said that, that, that everybody wants everything to change, but nobody wants to change anything. And that there's things that we can do, things that we, we must do if we want to experience more. And I've been walking through with you the things that God has been challenging me to do to experience more of him. We started by talking about, number one, it begins with a relationship with him. Like, there is no more without, without Jesus. That the only way you'll ever get what you need to get out of this life, the only way your life will ever be all that it can be, is your sin needs to be dealt with. And the only way your sin that separates you from creator can be dealt with is through the blood of Jesus Christ. No other way. That sin puts a lid on your life. And as long as you're living under that lid of, of unforgiven sin, like it limits what you can do and what you can experience and the joy and significance and fulfillment that you can have. But the good news for you and I is God saw that lid and said, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to let that be. And he became a man in the form of Jesus Christ who went to a cross and gave up his life to pay for your sin so that you could be set free. Amen. I was wondering if somebody was going to say, I mean, if the gospel don't get you fired up anymore, then you don't really understand it. 
You hear me? If the gospel doesn't get you fired up anymore, then you really don't understand it. That you've been set free because of Jesus. And then some cool things can start happening. And what God's been challenging me to do is, we, start, we talked about a few weeks ago, to get physically healthy. That if you're going to experience all that this life has to experience, the challenge to see our bodies as this gift from God that we're supposed to steward for his glory, that we only get one of these and paying attention and being intentional with how we use it. And we owe it to our God, to our families, to our coworkers, to our communities to offer the healthiest version of us we can. And that means paying attention to what we do with this f- gift of physical health that we have. And then last week, we got really deep and kind of personal for me. We talked about not only do you have to get physically healthy, you got to get emotionally well. Emotionally well. And I I said last week, the only way to get emotionally well is to get emotionally honest. And we got to be real about the feelings that we're fighting. And the loneliness and the bitterness and the anger and the things that seek to hijack our lives, that we have to deal with those. Because how we feel cannot determine how we behave because God in the Holy Spirit is big enough for us to overcome those feelings. You with me? Say amen. And so I had planned on talking about two more things throughout this series. I was going to talk about not only do we have to get physically healthy and emotionally well, that I believe if we're going to experience all that God has for us, we have to get financially responsible. And I had planned to preach that message. And some of y'all are like, I hope you're not preaching that message because I don't like to hear preachers talking about money. And I plan after that to talk about spiritually growing and how these are the four things that we have to do. But, but the snow happened and we missed a week and some things have been happening and God's just been moving in my life and in the life of our church. And so I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't know till Monday what I was going to say today. No, I just lied. I really didn't even know what I was going to say till today in a lot of ways. But I've just been praying and asking God for what he wanted to do today. And I think God gave me some really, really clear direction. And today, like, I think I'm fully going to unlock the secret. Like, if you really want to go above and beyond, if you really want to experience God, and, and, and if that really is your desire, if you want more, if you want to experience the fullness of God, today I'm going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to unlock the secret. Because God gave it to me in two words and kind of revealed to me that we make this whole thing so much more complicated than it has to be. Like, we complicate this thing of following Jesus and what it means to know him. But if you want to go above and beyond, all you're going to have to be is fully obedient. Church, I believe it's that simple. Like, if you really want to go above and beyond, if you really want to experience all that God has for you, you just have to be fully obedient. The se- you, you know what the secret of this thing of following Jesus is? Listen to him and do what he says when he says it. Now, I know you, nobody's amening because you're like, that sounds way too simple, preacher. That's, no, uh That can't be it. But I'm convinced that that's the key. That if you want to get all out of this life that, that God has for you, and now let me just go ahead and make a distinction. I'm not talking about if you want to have the life that, that you want. I'm talking about if you want to have the life that God wants for you, living in full obedience to him is the only way to make it happen. Fully obedient to him. That if you'll be fully obedient to him, then he'll unlock things in your life like you can't even imagine. And again, I'm not talking about more so that, we can ha- so that we can acquire more for us, but so that we can accomplish more for him. 
That's the kind of more that I'm talking about. Not so that we can acquire more for us, but so that we can accomplish more for him. And I'm convinced the only way that ever happens is if we allow ourselves to get so close to God that we can clearly hear his voice and we have the courage to do whatever he's telling us to do. And that if you want more, if you want to experience more out of this life, then you have to be willing to be fully obedient. And when I even say that word, some of y'all pucker up a little bit. Because you, we think obedient, we think like sit boo-boo. You know, that's kind of what we start to believe. But I'm talking about being so close to God that we hear his voice, we know what he says to us, and we're willing to have the courage to do whatever he wants. Because see, don't you realize that being physically healthy comes down to being fully obedient to what he said we're supposed to do with our bodies. Don't you know that being emotionally well, it really comes simply down to being fully obedient to what his word has said that we need to do in order to be emotionally well. Financially responsible, it comes down to being fully obedient to what God's word has said about the issue. Spiritually growing comes down to being fully obedient to what he's called us to do. That if you want to unlock above and beyond, if you want more for your life, it is simply about your willingness, my willingness to live in full obedience to a God who loves us. Because you know what I've discovered? The only thing God can bless is obedience. And most of us have spent our lives doing whatever we wanted to do and then begging God to bail us out. Come on. God, I'm going to do it my way. And then we're like, dear Jesus, help me. I, I, I won't ever do it again. I promise. this, t- God, if, if you'll just fix this, I'll never look at that stuff again. I'll never say those words again. I'll be not. God, help me now. <laughs> There's been so many times we tried to pray our way out of a situation we've sinned our way in. The only thing that God can bless is obedience. The only way to experience all that God has for us is to live in full obedience to him. And you know what? I don't know why we've made it more complicated than that because it's seen all throughout the scriptures. I look at verses like this, Psalm 128.1. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. Now, I'm not a smart guy. But that's pretty doggone simple, amen? Blessed, like if you want to be blessed, all who fear him. Understand, that's not like a boo scared, okay? That's a fear of reverence and understanding of who God is and the authority that he has in your life and the fact that he loves you and wants what's best for you. That's the kind of fear the psalmist is talking about. Blessed are those who fear the Lord and who are willing to walk actively in obedience to him. And some of y'all may think, well, well, well that's kind of Old Testament. It seems like maybe that's kind of outdated. Well, I think what Jesus had to say was pretty important. And there's a conversation that he has with these guys called the disciples, who were these guys that had spent the three years of ministry with him and the guys that would be starting this movement called the church, or continuing this movement called the church after Jesus left. And look at what he says to them. Look at John chapter 13, verse 15 says, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Can we all agree he's calling us to a life of obedience? Move forward one chapter. John chapter 14, 
Pick up with verse 12. Jesus' words again. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Then look at verse 15. If you love me, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because he neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. And on that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And then listen again. He says in verse 21, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Do you see Jesus calling us to a life of obedience? He's saying, hey guys, like I'm leaving, but to experience everything that you're supposed to experience, everything I desire for you, all that your heavenly Father wants for you, take everything that I've said and do it out of love. John 15. I think Jesus is trying to drive home a message. Anybody else, God is very redundant in your life. Like he keeps telling you the same things over and over and over again. And you're like, God, God, I hear you. And he's like, well, why aren't you doing it? John chapter 15, verse 9. says, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that you, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Once again, he's calling us to a life of obedience that if we want to go above and beyond, if we want to experience and get all out of this life that God desires for us, the answer, fully obedient. And I feel like God's just been telling me that. That all the desires you have, all the dreams that are in your heart, all the things that you want for your church, for your family, for your kids, for your friends, the key to this is just listening to my voice and following it. And, and here's the thing, and this is what I think with people, I have people say, well, I just don't know what God wants. Can I just say, I don't buy it. Just for me personally. Can I just be, this, maybe, maybe you're different, maybe you're not me. But you know what? More, more often than not, I know what God wants from me. I'm just too chicken to do it. It's not that I need clarity on what he's asking. I need courage to take the step. And I know there are times when, it's, when we have to pray through and we have to struggle through and we have to fast and we have to get, and there's a lot of people like, I don't know what God is saying. And probably the reason why you don't know what he's saying is because you don't know what he said. Because you haven't been in the Word. And maybe you could better clarify what he's saying if you would read more of what he's already said. Just got real up in here, didn't it? <laughs> My feet hurt, and I'm teaching. <laughs> if you want to know what he's saying, you need to know what he said. And I don't think that it's always that we need a clarification from God. We need a courage from within to respond to what he's telling us. This thing, obedience. There's some, there's some things to it that we need to understand. This kind of obedience I'm talking about, it's instant, not delayed. Complete, not partial. The kind of obedience I'm talking about is instant, not delayed. See, there's a lot of us, like, we hear God telling us to do, 
And for maybe years or maybe just weeks or maybe days, we've been coming up with excuses why we're not ready to do that yet. Yet, Like God's saying, this is what I want you to do when I'm ready. Well, I'm, or this is what we say. I'm afraid about that a little bit more. Don't use prayer as an excuse to delay obedience to God. It's instant. You know what? If we're going to do this right, that means the moment God strikes a chord in your heart, the moment he speaks something into your life and is calling you to action, you do it. You do it. It's instant, not delayed. And it's complete, not partial. There is no such thing as being somewhat obedient. It's kind of like being kind of pregnant. <laughs> right? Like, it, it, that don't, you, you either pregnant or you're not. And it, obedience is the same way. You, there's no such thing as being partially obedient. It's full obedience or it's not obedience. So that means if, 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 here's a good, if God says give 100 and you give 90, you ain't got nothing to celebrate because you were disobedient. Whatever God is saying to do, it's complete, not partial. It's instant, not delayed. That's the kind of obedience that I think unlocks the above and beyond kind of life that we're looking for. And this obedience, we need to understand that just to kind of clarify it, it's consistently doing the right things for the right reasons. Because see, I'm not talking about the kind of obedience where like you want to be obedient to God so he'll give you something. And like that's how most of us want to operate. It's like, God, I'm going to do this because I, I want you to bless me. It's a blessing enough that you have a relationship with him. And if we get into this point where our obedience is dependent upon his response, when his response doesn't quite look like we thought it should, we will no longer be obedient. When it becomes conditional, I'm talking about consistently doing the right things for the right reasons. Like, I hope you don't show up at church just so you can check off a box. That you don't show love to another in hopes that something comes back to you. And, and I know God's promises. I know what God's word says. But God's word says a lot about the motivation of our hearts and why we do what we do as much as what we're supposed to do. Now I'm talking about the kind of obedience that God is looking for is obedience that's motivated out of love. That we're obedient to him, not because we're scared that he's going to strike us down or we're going to end up broke or we're going to end up whatever, but because we know he loves us and we love him and our obedience is a response to that love relationship that we're walking in daily. Am I making sense? Say amen. That's what John was talking about in 1 John. When he said this, this is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commandments. In fact, this is love for God. Keep his commandments. Do you see what he's saying? Motivated by love. He would also say this in 2 John, and this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands as you have heard from the beginning. His command is that you walk in love. That I really believe that if we'll get into this place in our lives, when motivated by love, we find a way to be consistently and fully and quickly obedient to God. It will unlock things in our lives like we've never seen before. I will, I will declare this over you. You're one act of obedience away from a drastically different life. You're one act of obedience from a drastically different life. And if you want to go above and beyond, if you want to experience more of God, then you have to be willing to have the courage to be fully obedient. For, for so long, we've seen this play out in the life of our church. This whole journey 
has been one act of obedience after another. And it's hard to believe that it began almost 10 years ago now. In June, it'll be 10 years that Ashley and I uprooted our lives and moved up here to start a church. And all along the way, we've just felt like God calling us to do things and act in obedience. And we believe that if we would just listen to whatever he was saying, that God would open the doors and use this church to do amazing things. And I believe that the reason why God has done so much in the life of our church is because our leadership, the people around here have been willing to be obedient. See, I remember when we moved into this place and, we, and, and see, you may, you may look around and see empty chairs and there's not a whole lot among you. But as you look around, see, I don't see empty seats because I've watched what those empty seats can become. See, I've stood from this platform the majority of time in the history of our church and I've watched those empty seats have faces. I've watched those empty seats become places where you sit every week and watched how God has used our church and the Holy Spirit moving and turning and churning in this room to change people's lives. And so when you look and see an empty seat, I don't see an empty seat, I see an opportunity. I see an opportunity for another life to find Jesus. So when I look out here and I, empty, and I see empty seats, I don't get discouraged. I see someday somebody's going to sit in that seat and they're going to be found by Christ and it's going to change their lives and something beautiful and a, a miracle is going to happen. I had somebody walk up to me this morning and say, this church has saved my life. And I believe it's because we're willing to be obedient. And I believe for a long time that God has even more for our church. And I believe that 2017 is the year that we're supposed to experience more. And that next more for us is it's time for us to, to move out of this campus and, and, and build our own space. It's time. It's time to allow us to have a space that gives us more freedom that when God wants us to do things that we don't have to go through all kinds of different hoops and hurdles to, in, order, in order just to have church. It's time to, to redirect the, the energy that goes into set up and tear down every week and to pour it into more efficient ministries. And now if you are some thinking like, I don't know, I think we can stay here. Y'all not on setup team. That's why you're saying that. And I believe that 2017 is the year to do it. And I've been believing that for a long time now. And it's scary. Because to, to go to this next step, th this above and beyond for our church, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to be building a two and a half million dollar building. And for a long time, I've let the fear of that kind of keep me from, from making the decisions I really felt like God was making. But no more. We feel like God's calling us to move, calling us to go. So we're going to go. We set in motion this week to acquire the funds we need to build this building. Yeah, you heard me. We're going to be borrowing two and a half million dollars. Oh, we hope. We haven't gotten an answer yet, but we've set some things in motion and God's opening a door. And we believe it's time. And we're going to roll. And let me just say, I don't see a building just like I don't see a chair. I see an opportunity for us to do more for his kingdom and his glory. And my fear of that money will not stand in the way of what I believe God wants to do. And so we're setting in motion. And above and beyond is not going to be just a series. It's going to be a mantra for us. And for us to make this happen, it means that we're all going to have to go above and beyond. 
and we believe that God's going to respond and people are going to move and things are going to come together and this is going to be a debt that we have for a very short time because God's going to answer prayer and he's going to supply. And what I would love to do is I want to invite you to, we're going to have some things that we're calling above and beyond vision nights where I want to get in a smaller space where I can talk to you one-on-one, where you can ask questions, where you can express concerns, where you can hear on a deeper level what our vision is for this building and why we believe it's time to go and do this now. And so if you, as you go out this morning, you're going to notice there's an above and beyond area in the lobby. Our finance pastor, Jenny Austin, and a couple of our elders will be out there. There's a, they want to put a card in your hand, and there's three different opportunities for you to come to one of these nights because I know you probably have questions. I know you're probably wondering what what this is going to be and why it's going to look like and, and why we're so convinced it's doing now. And I want to take the time to answer all those. And so if you go out, if you would grab one of those cards and sign up to attend one of those nights. But we believe the time is now that God wants to do something in the life of this church more than we've ever seen before. And we're going to step out in faith and we are going to make it happen. And see, I think God's calling you to an act of obedience too. In some area of your life, there's something, I believe there are people in this room that God's been, there's, there's something God's been putting on your heart, so a place that God's been moving you to in some, ace, some area, somewhere in your marriage or in your career or with your family or with a coworker. There's something that God for a long time has been pushing on your heart and pressing on your heart. And see, you're, you're, you're wrestling with it and you're struggling with it. And maybe the reason why you haven't surrendered to it is because you haven't yet, yet learned some things that maybe, maybe you need to learn that God's been teaching me. And God's been teaching me some very specific things about obedience that I had to learn before we were willing to take this step. Number one is this. Obedience will rarely make sense. Come on. Like, like when God calls you to do it and how he calls you to do it, if you're waiting to make it, it to make sense, you're never going to do it. Like right now, for us moving forward this building, like the timing does not make sense. We broke. We don't have the, it, it does not make sense. But you know what? I don't believe it made sense when, when a burning bush told a man to go free people from 450 years of slavery. I don't believe it made sense when God said, Joshua, go down and get in the river and cross it now, even though it's at flood stage. I don't think it made sense when God looked at a young girl and said, you're going to give birth to the Savior of the world. I don't think it made sense when Jesus knelt in the Garden of Gethsemane and, and struggled with the thought of the cross, and God said, this is what we have to do. Like, if you're waiting for it to make sense, it may never make sense. The question is, what is God saying to you? What is he calling you to do? Obedience will never be comfortable. If you want to live comfortably, don't be obedient to God. Obedience to God will force you to step out of your comfort zone. Obedience will often be risky. Like, obedience will call you to step out in faith and put your f trust in God to a point where if he doesn't come through, you're in a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> obedience will often be risky. But the most important thing I've learned is obedience will always be worth it. Obedience will always be worth it. So here's my question. Where are you failing to be obedient to God? Where are you failing to be obedient? What area of your life is it that you know is an area that you are not being obedient in? What is he telling you to do 
that you're not doing? What is he telling you to stop doing that you need to stop? Where is he saying go and it's time to go? Where is he saying it's time to turn left and you're just sitting at the intersection not moving? Where are you failing to be obedient to God? Because if you want this above and beyond kind of life that we're talking about, if you want more, the secret, how to unlock it, fully obedient. Just bow your heads, close your eyes with me. The first thing, if you're here today and you want this fullness of God we're talking about, the first step of obedience you need to take is surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. That's step one. And maybe you're here today and you've never done that. Like you want this, this stuff that we're talking about, this, this full life that God offers, it begins with a relationship with Jesus. And if you're here today and you've never done that, you can do it right now. It's not hard. The Bible says that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that we're saved. And if you've never done that, I invite you to do that right now. Put your trust in Jesus. Acknowledge what he's done for you. And if you've never done that and that's your first step and you're taking it or want to take it right now, would you just put your hand up? Because I just want to pray for you. Amen. Others, amen. Step one, amen, 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 amen. Thank you, you can put them down. Step one. There's another group of people, maybe, maybe you're called to obedience. The next thing you need to do is, is what God calls us to do after we have accepted him is to go public with that faith through baptism. And we're gonna give you the chance to be obedient to that today. We have the baptismal pull out. We have everything that we need for you to go public with your faith. We have shirts. We have shorts. We have towels. If that's you, would you just go ahead and stand up from, uh, from your seat, head out those back doors. There'll be a couple of our pastors there to meet you, to give you further instructions. If that's the step that you need to take, if that's the act of obedience God's calling you to do right now, we had two people in first service that came not planning to be baptized, and they went home wet because they knew that's what God was calling them to do. So if that's your step, go ahead, stand up on your feet, head out those back doors. We have everything we need for you everything you need to be obedient in that area and go public with your faith in baptism today. Or maybe there's something else. Maybe there's something deep and personal. And you know it. God brought it to your heart and mind the moment we started talking about this this morning. The moment you heard the words fully obedient. God struck a chord in your spirit and said, hey, This is what you need to do. I've been telling you this for a really, really long time and you've been ignoring me because you've been afraid of what people are going to think or afraid of what it was going to cost or how uncomfortable it may make your life. But you know this is what I'm calling you to do. This is what I'm speaking into your heart. It's time. It's time to be obedient. And I know you're scared. I know you're afraid. I know you're worried about what's going to happen next. But just trust me. Trust me enough to surrender and be obedient. If you're here today and there's something like that stirring in your heart as we worship in just a minute, would you just do whatever you got to do to let go and to surrender? Father God, I pray that right now as we worship you and as we allow you to keep moving in our hearts and minds, I pray that whatever you're calling the individuals that are in this room to do, I pray that you would just make it so clear and undeniable. God, if there's a place that we're failing to be fully obedient, make it so known in our spirits this morning and make us determined to make the changes that are necessary for us to move forward and be different. God, let not a person within the sound of my voice leave this room today 
without allowing themselves to have the courage to follow where you are leading. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stand together, church. Let's worship Him this morning. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Church Podcast. For more information, please visit our website at vintagechurch.net.